0: Anyway, we're glad you're here this morning. Welcome to our service. It's a special service today that we are, um, have set aside to, um, to honor the men and women of courage in our region. And uh, we're glad that you've come to participate with that as well. Uh, if you're new to us, we want to welcome you. And we hope that you'll take bullet, uh, the bulletin that you have and fill in the uh, guest portion and drop that by our Welcome Center. So we can have a record of your attendance with us here today. We have a gift to say thank you for being here and information about our church as well. We also, I just want to mention to you, we have some special guests to help us to honor men and women of courage. Our, today, we have uh, Mayor John Gray with us, and uh, MP Colin Carey, and MPP Jerry Willette as well are here with us today to help us with this uh, ceremony and uh, this service. A couple of quick announcements. I want to make sure that you uh, take note of your bulletin, and uh, in there you will find a card that's mentioning our Christmas program that is... On its way. I know it's hard to believe in a nice, warm, sunny day like today that we'd start talking about Christmas, but Pastor Steve has been busy for a long time and his crew preparing for what's coming in December. So uh, please take advantage of those and pass those around to some friends. Uh, make sure you hear yourself and uh, get your tickets early and let's uh, get going. Uh, Christmas is just around the corner. It's hard to believe. Also, want to extend a special welcome to you to come on back tonight. We have a very special music group with us, uh, they've been traveling the US and they're making one Canada stop and that's here and uh, that is tonight, Living Proof and their music will be of interest to uh, a broad range of ages so I really would, uh, would invite you to be here for that concert tonight. I think those are the announcements that I, I needed to uh, make mention at this time, I'm wondering if you would please all join me and rise. Would you still uh, remain standing for the entrance of our flags?
1: Canada, our home and native land. True patriot love in all thy sons command. With glowing hearts we see thee rise, the Hey,
2: be seated.
0: Let's all stand together as we
3: continue to honor those men and women who have gone before us and who go before us even now, allowing us to enjoy the freedoms that we currently enjoy. Let's honor them together.
2: You may be seated.
4: Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Search me, search me, search me. O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and me and lead me in the way everlasting. And lead me in the way everlasting. And lead me in the way everlasting.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, honoured guests, dignitaries, and of course our veterans, I wanted to start off today by thanking Pastor Rick and the entire congregation for putting together one of the the best Veterans Day memorial ceremonies that I've, I've ever attended in my life, and I thank you very much for that. The theme today is heroes, and when I woke up this morning, I thought, what words could I bring forward today? that would express what I feel about the heroes that we have here in the room and the heroes of past days. And as we saw with the pictures behind us today, my father joined the Canadian Armed Forces in 1952 and his picture is on the wall in my bedroom and I woke up today and I took an extra moment to look at that picture and what I saw was a young man, a young man of 18, just two years older than my son is today and I wondered what, what would make a young man like that join the Canadian Armed Forces to serve his country? And I feel so humbled to be here because the things that he taught me and the things that I've learned throughout my life are a result of the sacrifices that he and many of our veterans and our heroes here today, the sacrifices that they made. I want to thank you for reminding Canadians that freedom was not free for myself, my family, and your country. We are all very proud of you, and thank you, and God bless you.
3: Good morning, Pastor Rick, Pastor Calvin, and all the pastoral staff, and all the staff here at Calvary. I as well want to thank you for, for all the hard work and effort that you've put in today to pay the respect that's due and necessary to all those individuals who've served for Canada and those who are serving, whether it's the police, fire and ambulance, or all the military disciplines. You know, when I was first elected, I was so concerned that there was a more a case of the youth of today may never know that which it is that we never try to forget. And on Remembrance Day, the 11th hour of the 11th day, the 11th month every year, we come together to remember and to focus All those thanks for the individuals who've given us the great life that we live here in Oshawa and Ontario and Canada. And I have to tell you that during the last repatriation, I was going the opposite way on the 401. And all you have to do is look and see in the photos up here of the the individuals paying respect and tribute to those individuals who paid the ultimate sacrifice as they lined the bridges. But you know, I could see kilometers of cars backed up. And then the procession came. Fifteen seconds later, there was a little bit of a backup. Thirty seconds after that, everything was back to normal. But when that procession passed by, there was such a pride that I felt in being Canadian. To see the respect paid to those individuals who paid the ultimate sacrifice to give us the lifestyle that we have today. And today here at Calvary, we're paying respect to those individuals and all the services for the contributions that they make to make our great community as great as it is. And I want everyone to remember one thing, that each and every day is a gift. Tomorrow we never know, yesterday is the past. And if you don't think it's not a gift, why do you think they call it the present? On behalf of my wife, my family, myself and I, I want to thank you for all your contributions in making Canada great. Thank you.
6: As we approach, as we celebrate Remembrance Week, it's important for us to stress how it's important for each one of us to reflect in our lives about the sacrifices that have been made to give us the quality of life that we have today. We've seen municipalities where they've tried to ban poppy sales in their their libraries or their recreation facilities. How misguided, and how they have forgotten the real tragedy of war. And what we got, what we won, from defeating Nazism—had we not stayed steadfast after World War II, I am certain that the Soviet Union would have uh, overrun Europe and North America as well. But, but fortunately, our men and women uh, and our government stayed steadfast. Otherwise, the religion that we would be celebrating would probably be something to the—if the Nazis had, had won, it would have been a. Pagan Nazi mystique if the Soviets had won we would have been living under official atheist state atheism Uh, Well, we're free today, and we can celebrate our religious freedom and our ability to to, uh, Share in Christ's word and so that's what I think we have to stay steadfast in each and every day Uh, We truly are a blessed country and a blessed city Uh, But let's not lose track of why and how We have become blessed. Thank you.
0: Well, we are very grateful as a congregation that uh, these men behind me agreed to join us today and to uh, honor uh, the men and women of courage of our region. So thank you, Jerry and uh, Colin and uh, Mayor Mayor John Gray. Appreciate you being here very much. As you well know, millions of people around the world today are afraid to publicly worship the God of creation. And in fact, uh, this is the day that uh, the church marks out as the remembrance of the persecuted church as well around the world. And I think it's very fitting that it would be at this time of the year in particular because as has been already mentioned, uh, we are recipients of the freedom to worship and Worship as our conscience leads us uh, in liberty and freedom in our country in part, in great part, because of the sacrifices that have been made by men and women of the past. And so um, we realize that many of our brothers and sisters in Christ are being brutalized with a heavy hand of regimes that reject peace and freedom. Such is not the case of Canada, and we, we are so grateful for that. And on behalf of our congregation, we want to thank the military and the policing services, the fire rescue people, and the emergency medical services as well that, that uh, take care of us. So um, I just want to single out uh, the major areas uh, that are represented today for special thanks. To the veterans, we will never be able to thank you enough. Uh, for leaving family and friends and everything familiar uh, to go and place yourself in the midst of terror and horror of human warfare. No civilian will ever fully appreciate the magnitude of sacrifice. We are free because of you, and we thank you for that. To those who are in active combat and service, Canada is the envy of the world. I'm not just reading that. It's being told to me as I travel throughout the world. Our peacekeepers are the best in the world. Canada's reputation for military excellence and integrity and trustworthiness is unmatched to our police and fire services, our Durham Regional Police, our OPP and our RCMP. Most of the people here do not know what it is like to step out of your house each day and into the potential of life and death risk we also do not know or fully appreciate the toll that that places upon your families and family members. So to the brave men, though, and women who keep us safe from lawlessness, fire, and other dangers, we want you to know we are profoundly grateful. To our emergency medical services people, you are first to almost every human crisis. The sheer weight of attending... The extremes of human emotion must be at times overwhelming, and we certainly want to recognize that as well. And the compounding effect has to be costly. We just hope, as a congregation today, for all of you, that in some small way you will be assured that we, the people you serve, are very and profoundly grateful. And we do not take you for granted, nor are we unaware of the significant risk or cost to the peace and safety that we are blessed to enjoy because of your willingness to serve our great God in this way. So at this time, on behalf of our congregation and with the help of my esteemed um, friends here on the platform, we are going to uh, make presentations to representatives of all the service groups that are here uh, this morning. So, gentlemen, if you would uh, join Pastor Calvin there, and I will invite ...men and women to come forward. I just want you to know that um, this presentation we're going to make... ...the individuals will stay with me here in the platform. So please, we'll have an opportunity to thank them as a congregation um, shortly. And I want to have prayer uh, for them as well. And then um, most of them, if not all of them, have been here already for one service. And so uh, we are releasing them after this part of the ceremony. And we are so grateful that you took the time out of your day to come here and allow us to honor you for all that you've done for us. And so they'll be making their way uh, from the church uh, after the presentation time. Uh, Representing our Durham Region EMS headquarters, um, there are two Steves, and I believe Steve uh, McNenley is going to uh, receive. He's the Director of Operations. Durham Regional Police Services, Deputy Chief Elect, Scott Burns. Representing the Ontario Provincial Police in their 100th anniversary year, Police Constable Angela Diaz. Oshawa Fire Services, represented by Captain John Cameron. Representing the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, Toronto East Detachment, Inspector Glenn Hanna. In active service, representing the Ontario Regiment Association, Mr. Davies. From the Veterans Associations, Canadian Corps Unit 42, Jack King. Representing General Sikorsky Polish Veterans Association, Joseph Lasek. Representing the Navy League of Canada, Mrs. Daniels. The Oshawa Naval Veterans Club, Edward Kibbe. Presenting Oshawa Naval Veterans, Ladies Auxiliary, Jane Kibby, The Royal Canadian Air Force, 420 Wing, Mr. Chick Hewitt and Miss Betty Wooten. Royal, Royal Canadian Legion, Branch 43, Reverend Father John S. Toon. The Royal Canadian Legion, Sir William Stevenson Branch, 637, Don Edwards. And uh, not represented, but who carried the flags today from the Cadet Corps, they, they have already left, and uh, representing them was Flight Sergeant Marcus Thyssen. At this time, I want to uh, invite you to join with me and pray prayer of thanksgiving for these individuals, prayer of protection on those who are serving us, and then we will have an opportunity to thank them appropriately as a congregation. Our Father and our God, we want to thank you for the blessings of our country. Thank you for the freedoms that we enjoy, the, the reality of being able to gather here this morning, protected and cared for and free to worship our great God together. We are not unaware of the persecuted brothers and sisters around the world, Father, and so this morning we want to remember them wherever they are. Pray that your hand of protection would be upon them where they huddle together and seek to worship you under the cover of your protection. Father, we know that our great there was a great cost to our freedoms, and many have paid the ultimate price. There are family members even here, Lord who still have a a deep hurt, a deep pain in their lives because a family member is missing, having made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. I pray that you might comfort them today, that we might remember with great thanksgiving the great cost. Father, I pray that you might please provide protection for those who are serving us, the fire uh, services, our police services, our emergency medical services, our, our soldiers who are in combat, Father, grant insight and skill and anticipation. Comfort their families with an awareness, Father, that you are watching over all and that you are the God of truth and integrity, that uncovering and eradicating evil matters to you. Father, we know that you are on the side of law and order. And as a great physician, I pray that you would guide the hands of those who give emergency care. May our region continue to prosper. May we champion goodness and kindness and promote an awareness of your greatness, O God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I wonder if our congregation would uh, join with me and thank these individuals in an appropriate way as we celebrate their kindness and care and sacrifice for us. Would you please join me?
5: Thank you for taking the Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. And um, wow, there's a big gap here. Great golf fixed here. So, if you want some really good seating, there's something available right in there. Well, we know that it's um, the reality of men and women of courage and sacrifice for our freedoms and our safety also touches into the families of those individuals. And I wonder if there are people here this morning whose family members are presently in active service, whether in combat or police services or fire services or EMS services. If you would stand up if you are a family member of people like that. We want to also thank you for your sacrifices and the things that you uh, do each day. Thank you for that. Thank you. recognize that the emotional toll uh, goes beyond those who are on the front lines. In fact, uh, those mothers that uh, are at home praying all the time, I think it's more difficult for them even. Well, the date was August 1940. Uh, Nearly 3,000 Nazi Luftwaffe warplanes were pummeling the severely outnumbered RAF uh, Royal Uh, Air Force. Uh, Some estimates by as much as five to one. The early stages it was of the Battle of Britain and it was then that Winston Churchill gave this famous quote that put the sacrifice of these courageous air warriors in perspective. Never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. That was August 20th, 1940, early in the Battle of Britain. We also know that uh, involved with the RAF was the RCAF, the Royal Canadian Air Force. With our hurricanes and our spitfires, pilots joined with the RAF and gallantly fought back the Nazi forces that were set on uh, conquering the British Isles. And there was a decisive victory, won, called the Battle of Britain. Part of the... uh, World War II history and stories of our freedom. But in truth, we also know, or we do know, that there's a far more reaching uh, and significant uh, occurrence uh, in terms of our safety and our freedoms and battle that occurred more than 2,000 years ago. And it was that sacrifice made by Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who gave his life and went to the cross in order to win not freedom for time and just physical freedom, but freedom for all eternity, freedom for our hearts and our souls, for those who would take advantage of it. It would seem to me that perhaps we could reconfigure Winston Churchill's great quote and and offer one on behalf of Jesus Christ, and it might go something like this. Never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many two, one. And by the way, he didn't do this for people on his side. It says in the scriptures in Romans five, eight, that God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, opposition in opposition to God, Christ died for us. Peace with God was made and possible and was played out on a windswept outcropping in the center of the Middle East in a place called Calvary, just outside of Jerusalem. And it was for you. As I said to the first group this morning, I feel like I'm speaking with an advantage today because there's a concentration of men and women of courage who have been in our midst, and they understand the language of war and peace and risking one's life and Salvation and sacrifice and enemies. They understand that kind of language. They, they're the face reality kind of people. Just give me the details as they are. So for a few moments of your time, I want to return the favor. I want to talk about peace and reconciliation This morning, I want to talk about freedom and saved lives. I want to talk about what real peace is all about. If you have your Bibles, I would invite you to turn to Romans chapter five. I want to look at um, the first eleven verses there, but I want to concentrate on one verse in particular and several accompanying scriptures from, from God's Word. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it begins this way, "...therefore, since we have been justified or declared righteous, declared as right living through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance." perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? For if, when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His life? Not only is this so... But we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received reconciliation. This is the word of God. Would you join with me in prayer? Father, um, as we pause for a few moments again in this service, we just want a fresh awareness of how much you love us. When we read this text, Father, we are truly amazed that, that you would choose to love us. Powerless, godless, sinners, sinners. Objects of your wrath, enemies, unreconciled to you, yet in your amazing love and in a most amazing sacrifice, you have made it possible for us to be reconciled to God, to have peace with God. So Father, would you teach us specifically from your word this morning how that is so, that we might be sure that we have embraced the peace that God offers to us. Through Christ Jesus, I pray. Amen. I want to share just three very uh, brief points with you this morning from this text with respect to the whole issue of peace, Uh, especially appropriate at this time, this Sunday, Remembrance Sunday. I think we all agree that real life comes from peace, from real peace. The greatest celebrations in history are those celebrations after wartime, the the great celebrations we've seen in, in uh, newsreels, the ticker tape parades, excitement, and peace has been declared. Or when a life that was thought to be lost is, is found, or, or when, a, when a life at risk is saved, our, our police officers are called peace officers. But we also know that peace comes from reconciling two parties who are formerly at odds and from knowing that you are safe, those two realities come together to, to bring an awareness of what true peace is. In fact, um, true quality of life is really measured by how peaceful you feel your life is. As you travel around the world, Canada is an envy of the world because we are at peace. People measure from country to country how, how peaceful is your country, that's... That's where I want to live. Because real peace, or peace, real life comes from real peace. We've all, um, we all recognize not only that, but secondly, that peace comes at a tremendous cost. We've already seen in some of the visuals this morning, and you have seen them personally, the heart-wrenching cortege, funeral cortege that, moves through our 401, through our region as we pay last respects to our soldiers who are dying in Afghanistan to try and liberate and bring peace to the people of Afghanistan. It preaches a loud sermon of the cost of peace. Soldiers lay their life on the line, police, fire, EMS, They're honored among us today, and they know that reality, that peace comes at a tremendous cost. They've made the choice to willingly pay the price, and we are profoundly grateful. Many world settings today, law and order responsibilities only bring more oppression upon the people of the land. Not so with our police services. Well, just how much is someone willing to pay for peace? We all know that um, normal human love propels us to put our lives on the line for our family. It's, so, it's a normal human response to, to, uh, to, to put your life out in front as a father, to put your life in front of, of any of harm's way on behalf of your family. No question, that's normal human love. In fact, we also know that for a really good person, you might be willing to die. For a person that you respect, a person of justice or a person who, uh, who lives an upright life, you might, li- you might be willing to die, although rarely would you. Be willing. The men and women of courage who we have recognized demonstrate uncommon valor. They offer their lives and risk their lives for people that they don't even know. And that really takes us to the very highest level of of human willingness to sacrifice one's life. But who would lay down their life for an enemy? Who would dare to do that? What father would willingly give his son to die for someone who is an enemy? But that's who we're talking about this morning. We're talking about our great God. Here's how the scriptures put it. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. And we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in the sacrificial death while we were, were of no use whatever to him, while we were still his enemies. While we were godless and powerless And sinful choosing our own way, while we were objects of God's wrath, enemies of God, and unreconciled to Him, it is then He decided to offer His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die for us. That goes beyond anything that human minds and hearts can comprehend. We, uh, we believe and recognize that real life comes from real peace. And we know that peace comes at a great cost. But finally, we also all need peace with God. And you might be saying out there this morning, wait a second, don't we have it? Well, not automatically. You see, the implication of the text is that, that we were godless, powerless. Sinners, objects of his wrath, enemies of God, unreconciled to him. The scriptures seem to indicate that, that something needs to change with respect to that. The, the scriptures indicate that there's a rift between God and people. We do not treat him as if he is our father, our rightful Lord, our creator. And if the rift is not mended, he does not treat us as if we are his children. Although we enjoy residual benefits, the sun shone today, it's a beautiful day. We enjoy food and companionship and comfort, the enjoyments of his creation. He gives us air to breathe. But the reasons that this rift exists, the scriptures tell us, is because he came to his own, Jesus Christ, and his own did not receive him. They didn't welcome him. They didn't appreciate him. Jesus Christ has come. That's what Christmas celebration is all about, but... But we don't welcome him. We don't appreciate him. We don't, we don't throw him a ticker tape parade like we did for the Yankees because they won the World Series. We don't give him a, a key to the, the ticket, uh, a, a key to the city. We didn't welcome him. We didn't receive him. Can you imagine the parade that is going to occur if the Toronto Maple Leafs ever win the Stanley Cup? I'm not too concerned about seeing that parade. (laughs) And you know what? I think um, we Canadians, especially, understand how that feels. I think we can talk among ourselves this morning. We get it. We know how it feels to be unrecognized and unappreciated, especially our veterans are men who are in present and women who are in present combat. Someone sent me a a very interesting article that is a copy from the Sunday Telegraph of the London paper, London-England paper, and it's in reference to the Canadian contributions. I think you'll agree with it. This is a British newspaper, by the way. Until the deaths of Canadian soldiers killed in Afghanistan, probably almost no one outside their home country had been aware that Canadian troops are deployed in the region. And as always, Canada will bury its dead, just as the rest of the world, as always, will forget its sacrifice. Just as it always forgets nearly everything Canada ever does. It seems that Canada's historic mission is to come to the selfless aid, both of its friends and of complete strangers, and then, once the crisis is over, to be well and truly ignored. For much of the 20th century, Canada was torn in two different directions. It seemed to be a part of the old world, yet had an address in the new one. And that divided identity ensured that it never fully got the gratitude it deserved. Speaking of... Several of our contributions in the world wars, he goes on to write, Yet its purely voluntary contribution to the cause of freedom in two world wars was perhaps the greatest of any democracy. Almost 10% of Canada's entire population of the then 7 million people served in the armed forces during the First World War. And nearly 70,000 died In the Second World War, it provided a rerun. 42,000 Canadians died. The Canadian Navy began the war with a half-dozen vessels and ended up policing nearly half of the Atlantic against U-boat attacks. More than 120 Canadian warships participated in the Normandy landings, during which 15,000 Canadian soldiers went ashore on D-Day alone. Canada finished the war with the third-largest navy and the fourth-largest air force in the world. A country of less than 1% of the world's population has provided 10% of the world's peacekeeping forces. Canadian soldiers in the past half-century have been the greatest peacekeepers on earth in 39 missions on UN mandates and six on non-UN peacekeeping duties, from Vietnam to East Timor, from Sinai to Bosnia, and presently in Afghanistan, Canadian soldiers have stood out as the best in the world. I heartily agree. And so we as Canadians... We get it. We know what it's like to be unrecognized and underappreciated. But think of Jesus Christ, who willingly gave himself to die for us, being unrecognized, unwelcomed, unreceived into the lives of people who he died for. That's why there's a rift between God and us But also, it says in the scriptures, there is no one living right, not even one. There's no one who understands. No one who seeks God. God, all have turned away. Instead of turning to Jesus Christ, people turn away from him. Instead of welcoming the one who liberates us from ourselves and from our sinfulness and from our destructive behaviors... Failing to take advantage of what Christ has done for us, we turn away from him. Christ has made freedom from harmful behavior available, and people re- prefer to remain POWs and stay in captivity. Can you imagine the uh, emergency medical services attending to a severe crisis health situation, accident on the highway. Someone is within minutes of losing their life. As The blood is ebbing from their life and the EMS, emergency medical service personnel, arrive and, and offer to save their life. And they turn away from them and say, no, I don't, I don't need your help. I'll try and go this alone. That's what we've done. We turn away from him. Not only do we not receive him and turn away from him, but the Bible says he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Can you imagine? The one who made us, our creator God, we don't recognize him. How healthy would it be at uh, Durham Regional Police Headquarters for the police constables to not recognize their commanding officer? How sensible would that be? Yet we have failed to recognize our Lord and Master, our commanding officer, our God in chief, one who made us. So yeah, there's a rift. A rift between God and man. We treat him as if he's our enemy. Therefore, the Bible says, the wages of this kind of choice is death. If left unchanged, if this rift continues, there will be eternal separation from God. And then all the things that... uh, The residual benefits that we enjoy, like the sun and the food that we eat and the comforts that we have and the enjoyment of creation that we enjoy, the companionship that we have, and all of that, that will go with God and His family. The wages of sin is eternal separation from God, the rift is permanent. But now, it says, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We can reach out to him. It says in the Bible, by entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with him, make us fit for him, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It says in the word of God, to as many as received him, Formerly did not receive him, presently willing to receive him. To those who've entrusted their lives to him by believing on him, the only name that can save, Jesus Christ, he gave the right to become, there's an important title, the children of God. Rift is over. We treat him as father, he treats us as children. That's the message of the gospel. That's the good news message. That's the message of peace. A peace treaty is offered through Jesus Christ. We are invited to be acquitted of all our sinfulness. As former enemies, we need to be enemies no more. God has sued for peace, and he has offered himself as the payment of that penalty. Who loves like that? So I ask you this morning the final question. Are you at peace with God? Or is there still a rift? Today that opportunity exists. I don't know the situation in each of your hearts Many of you have heard this message or a form of this kind of message for years and years, but you have never, you have never taken action about the rift between you and God. This morning you can do that. I'm going to invite you to consider all over again your situation with God. Do you have peace with God? I'm going to invite you to, um, to know what it is to know God. Not, not just to know about him, like you know about some other people whose names you've heard before, like Jesus Christ. No, no, to, to know him like you know family member. To experience him. To know him as your father and to have him know you as his child. That's a whole different thing. That moves you to a whole different place. As we close in prayer and we're going to pray, we're going to sing a a song together, we're going to have a procession. In conclusion, this question needs to be answered by everyone in here. It's a yes or no answer. Either yes or no. If it's I don't know for sure, it's a no. You either have peace with God or you don't. But today you can have peace with God by inviting Jesus Christ to have your life, to receive him. Instead of turning away from him, turn to him. Recognize him as the only Savior and Lord. And he'll come into your life and change you. Right where you are today. Our Father and our God, you are the saving God You rescue lives. You bring people to yourself. Today, Lord, is a day of salvation for eternity, not just for time. Thank you for those hearts, even this morning, that are wrestling with this question and are responding correctly by saying, yes, Lord, yes, Jesus, you come into my life and change me. pray all of these things in the strong and powerful name of Jesus Christ who made reconciliation possible for us. Amen. We have honored this morning what men can do by their sacrifice to make it possible for us to enjoy freedoms for time. To enjoy peace for a season of time. But I want to know that I have peace eternity and only Jesus Christ could win that for us by giving his life as a sacrifice that we might live for all time in his family with him I trust that's your story if you're still on a journey to know Christ to understand more of his salvation what he has offered to you we have some more information if you want to stop by our welcome center we have a packet there There's a little booklet and um, a CD that gives a message of the gospel. Tells you about the good news of Jesus Christ. What I've just shared with you this morning. We'd love you to have that. So thank you again for being here this morning as I close in prayer. We're going to uh, remain standing as uh, we have official procession uh, from our church service today. Father, to you alone be all the honor and praise and glory. Well. Human beings have shown incredible feats of courage and sacrifice. Only Jesus Christ sacrificed himself for his enemies that we might become his friends forever. So to Christ alone be all honor and praise and glory. In his name we pray, amen.